You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. The possible repercussions of the U.S. Senate's plan to overhaul the federal health care law are pretty widespread. Almost 700,000 people would lose Medicaid coverage automatically in Michigan once federal major federal cuts to the program kick in. We've also talked with health providers about what it could mean for hospitals here in Michigan. But what about the insurance companies? What does the uncertainty surrounding health coverage mean for them? Here to discuss that with us is Terry Klein. She is the CEO of the Health Alliance Plan. Welcome to Detroit Today, Terry. Thank you so much. It's yeah. great to be here. Yeah. Uh, I, I have not heard of any any constituency in the medical establishment who is enthusiastic about what is being discussed in Washington, either what has passed the House or what is on the table right now in the Senate. Uh, I don't imagine that uh, I don't imagine that you're going to surprise me and tell me that uh, <laughs> that a major insurer in Michigan uh, is an exception to that. Uh, I, I would imagine that you're seeing a lot of potential problems with what we're talking about here. I'm not going to surprise you this morning. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk about what the, what the things that uh, that you see as problematic in those bills are. Well, whenever you're looking at overhauling um, legislation, um, clearly understand the impact to the members that we cover is really important to us. And when we look at both the Affordable Care Act and then um, the House the House bill and then now the the Senate bill. There are certainly a lot of um, impacts to our members, and we're working really hard every day to make sure that those impacts are minimized or we have enough time that we can help people understand what they are. Yeah. Uh, And what are some of the things that you think would would change for an insurer like HAP uh, under under this law? Well, as currently proposed, we have a lot of uncertainty around the subsidies affecting the individual market on the exchange. And that could have a very big impact on our members and therefore on us as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Terry Klein. She's the CEO of the Health Alliance Plan. We are talking about the proposals in Washington to change uh, federal health care uh, for the second time in seven years, change it dramatically. Um, if you have a question, want to talk about what effect you might see on your insurance company if this happens, talk about how it would affect uh, the relationship between you and your doctors. Give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work your comments into the conversation. Um, uh, Let's talk about Michigan specifically and HAP specifically. Uh, Are there things in this bill that that would uh, that would change your organization in in particular? So let's keep in context why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, Today, 88 percent of the people in Michigan um, get their health insurance either through group coverage, Medicare or Medicaid. So that leaves 12% of the market that either is uninsured or has individual coverage. And that's really the part of the market that we're focused on in all this legislation. And, um, and we have done a great job in Michigan um, uh, with the Affordable Care Act expanding our Medicaid coverage. And that's why we have such a small number of people who have either individual or uninsured coverage. 
So when we, we think about just that segment of the marketplace and we look at the impact that this could have, I mean, clearly the legislation that's been introduced would move more responsibility for health insurance and its regulation back to the states. So the states would have more um, responsibility for overseeing the Medicaid program and more flexibility in how it might um, offer Medicaid and a Medicaid expanded product. Um, and in the individual market, I mean, there are clearly issues around the subsidies being discussed, which would mean, which technically would mean fewer people might have access to insurance with that's affordable. And really, I think one of the issues that we sometimes lose sight of is that it's not just insurance that people need, but it's actually coverage. So if you have insurance with deductibles and coinsurances that are so high that you can't afford them, you might have insurance, but not really have coverage. Yeah. Um, what do you see an inability for HAP to continue to cover some people? if this bill were to pass uh, in Washington in the form that it is? Well, clearly we'll be able to continue to cover all of our employer-sponsored groups. Mm -hmm. um, this bill doesn't really have an impact on them. This bill could impact our, the individual market, and we have a substantial number of members that access a HAP um, insurance coverage through the individual marketplace. Some of those members buy insurance on their own, and some of those uh, members buy insurance on the, um, on the federal exchange using subsidies um, or subsidized product. Yeah. And those members could be impacted if the subsidies go away. Yeah. Well, what about cost for those employer-sponsored plans? Uh, do we think those costs might go up if, uh, if this passes? Do we think that the people who have insurance and are not in danger of losing it, per se, might still be affected in a way that might uh, take it away from them because they can't afford it anymore? You know, I don't think that this legislation really is the driver for that. Um, this, this legislation really at this point in time focuses a lot on the individual market. Of course, anything that impacts 10% or 12% of the marketplace has an impact on the entire marketplace, but it doesn't have a direct impact, yeah. impact at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about the future of health care, the effect that the bills in Washington might have on insurers here in Michigan. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. Hi, I'm Amanda LeClaire. Join me today at noon for Culture Shift. Find out what's happening in Detroit's arts and music scene coming up today at noon on 1019 WDET. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. My guest is Terry Klein. She's the CEO of the Health Alliance Plan. We are talking about the changes that might occur in our healthcare system at the national level, given the bill that passed the U.S. House and is under consideration in the U.S. Senate, these major overhauls to the Affordable Care Act. What would happen to insurance companies like HAP? What would happen to the customers that uh, insurance companies like HAP 
uh, have. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work your comments into the conversation. Uh, Terry, I want to I talk some about... Um, about what's going on right now in Washington with this delay. Uh, they had said that they wanted to vote before they left for uh, for the sort of extended break uh, in the summer. Now that seems somewhat under threat because John McCain, uh, one of the key votes on this on this issue, is is ill. That uncertainty, I think, uh, is one of the one of the things that's driving people a little nuts right now, right? Uncertainty is. Um is a very big issue for us in particular in that um, being a financial services business and supporting the members we have, understanding the rules that we'd be working with are really important. So we have already filed our rates and products for 2018, and we're beginning at this point in time to even work on um, products for 2019. So it takes us a while to, to really bring those products to the market and price them. And so all the uncertainty around um, the direction we take on the Affordable Care Act and whether or not it's repealed or replaced um, definitely creates a lot of issues for us in being able to serve our members. I don't know what will happen this week. The CBO analysis should still be out, mm-hmm. um, but the, the, bill, um, the vote on the bill has been um, postponed based upon Senator McCain's um, recent surgery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, we, if we had uh, a vote that... that uh, left things the way they are. In other words, if this failed in the Senate, uh, would that uncertainty go away or would you still be in this sort of limbo waiting for the president or Congress to come up with uh, another sort of big overhaul to the to the ACA? Well, I think um, the uncertainty wouldn't go away because we know that this is um, a big issue. The Affordable Care Act in many parts of the country has not worked very well. Michigan has had a very healthy marketplace. We've had um, 13 insurance plans that sell coverage on the individual marketplace in Michigan. So we are not like other states where there are either zero, one, or two plans in some counties. Um, So we have had a healthy market and we'd like to keep it a healthy market in Michigan. But the uncertainty means that insurance companies don't really know whether the cost-sharing reduction subsidies, the subsidies for um, co-pays and deductibles will be paid or not. And it's really important that we have um, certainty around that for a couple of years in advance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to talk some about what you guys have been experiencing for the last six years, six or seven years, uh, while the ACA has been in place. That was a major upheaval uh, of of our federal health care system. <clears throat> but but my suspicion is that insurers liked the changes that they saw because it brought some more certainty to to some areas it it stabilized some things but but tell me tell me what that six or seven years has been like so certainly the implementation of the affordable care act was anything but smooth in the insurance industry as Mm -hmm. you'll recall in 2014 when the marketplace was launched um, it, it didn't work really well at the beginning um we weren't able to get people enrolled it had a lot of it had a clumsy beginning like you you might expect with any program of its size and scope. But over time, we've worked through a lot of the operational issues. Yeah. Um, but I would say, in general, the Affordable Care Act has um, 
has been a very expensive program for the insurance industry and that insurance companies across the country have lost um, millions and millions of dollars on the Affordable Care Act products. Now, in Michigan, we've had a much healthier market, so we have a very different um, environment here. And we we have had um, stable coverage and better pricing, better price stability here. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work your comments into the conversation. Let's go to Tim. Uh, Hi, thank you for taking the call. You know, I read the Affordable Care Act, and I know there's a provision in the Affordable Care Act that says that insurance companies, depending on the size of the group that they're covering, must spend either 80 or 85 percent of the premiums received from the from the people who have are in that group. So these people who pay for insurance in that group, the total of all the money that's received for premiums, either 80 or 85 percent, must be spent on medical coverage for those people who are in the group, which means that 15% or 20%, depending on the group size, is left for profit and overhead expenses, etc. Hmm. Is that provision being eliminated in the new health care plan? Huh. Uh, interesting question, Tim. Thanks very much for the call. Uh, Terry, go ahead and uh, give me So an you're answer. absolutely right. In the Affordable Care Act, there are um, minimum uh, minimum loss ratios or um, a defined um, point at which you must, um, how, how much of the premium dollar must be pay, paid out in medical expenses or else you have to incur rebates back to the premium payers. I don't believe that is um, subject to change in anything that I've seen in the, afford- in the uh, repeal and replace or the House bill and the Senate bill that's on the table today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, why are so prices so high, and how, how come we haven't seen them coming down quite yet? One of the things, one of the real criticisms of the Affordable Care Act has been that you've seen this explosion in mostly in the individual market, but you know, my own premiums uh, have have gone up as well. The idea was that this would make healthcare more affordable, right, in, in the long term? It, is it that we just haven't waited long enough and that we have to be more patient? Or are there things that the ACA did that are aggravating cost increases? So I think the Affordable Care Act, even uh, though it was named the Affordable Care Act, really focused on access um, to insurance benefits and coverage rather than affordability. And I think that's the next step we must really take. Um, There are lots of things that we should and could be doing for affordability, including making sure that you um, have a primary care physician, you get the preventive care you need, um, finding ways to live a healthier lifestyle. I mean, we have rampant um, obesity in our country. um, We have tackled other health issues as as a society, but that one is one we haven't tackled, which leads to very high costs. Yeah. Uh, and long term, is is coverage the answer to cost, more coverage, or are there other things we need to do in the system to make sure that, that, that things are just not as expensive as they are? I mean, one of the things that I hear over and over again uh, about 
about healthcare in this country is that it just costs what it does because the, the, there are, there aren't good reasons for the high cost that we see. It's just the way it is. Are there things that we need to be doing that bring more rationality to the system? Well, I think there definitely are. I mean, certainly um, the way we live leads to higher healthcare costs. The second um, thing is that we have a very difficult time in our system um, making sure that you only get services done once. So when you shop as a and a third party is paying for something, I think consumers are less focused on making sure that what they're getting they haven't already had done before and they actually need it done now. And there there is a, a growing interest in consumers looking at being able to shop for the cost of services and um, look at the, what, a, uh, what a procedure might cost in a, a freestanding outpatient center versus in a hospital. Um, and so it's important for consumers to get really engaged in looking at the cost of services um, that they're incurring. Yeah. Uh, let's take another quick call here. Janet in Southfield, welcome to Detroit Today. Yes, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. The guest uh, earlier said that the health uh, insurance in- industry had lost millions and millions of dollars. And I was just trying to understand what what is that specifically? Is it shareholders' uh, returns are lower and not really losses? Or is it, does it, exactly where are those losses? What do they look like? Yeah. Because we hear about it in the news all the time. They always say that, but I never really hear anyone explain exactly how, what those costs or losses look like. Yeah. Uh, uh, Terry Klein, go ahead. So those losses could show up in multiple ways. First, um, uh, many, in, all insurance companies have reserves um, in order to be able to fund uh, future health care claims. And in many cases, the reserve level insurance companies has dropped during the time of the Affordable Care Act. So that would be the first place. And the second place is the losses in the individual exchange market, the Affordable Care Act market, um, could have been offset by profits from the employer group market. And so you might not have seen it on a company's financial statements. Um, Okay. Terry Klein, CEO of the Health Alliance Plan. Thanks for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you so much, Stephen. We'll have to have you back uh, after after the the nonsense in Washington sorts itself out one way or another to determine uh, where we go from here. Uh, One one last question. Uh, do, Do you feel like other uh, other insurers here in Michigan are facing the same questions or slightly different ones? I think we're all facing very similar questions, and we're working very closely with um, the regulators in Michigan who oversee us, the Department of Insurance and Financial Services, and they've done a really good job working with us through all the uncertainty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Thank you very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Yeah. All right. If you missed any of today's show, you can download the Detroit Today podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. The program director is Joan Isabella. Technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. Associate producers are Addie Wallace and Aaron Allen. The Detroit Today theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. That's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. See you tomorrow.